It also destroys the body's own T-cells there at the core of the body's immune system. When they're depleted, the individual is much more prone to myriad infections and conditions. Uh, the Department of Defense, of course, didn't bother to collect adequate evidence like what the pits burned and which soldiers were exposed for researchers to draw meaningful connections or conclusions about the impact of the open air, open air incinerators. What a nice idea. Zima's study was only on 15 mice. So it's only an important first step. But it's increasingly clear that Pentagon officials were aware of the risk posed by the pits. Another memo written by Lieutenant Colonel Darren Curtis in 2006 and obtained by Wired warned of, quote, an acute health hazard, unquote, to personnel stationed at Iraq's Balad Air Base. Quote, it is amazing, he noted, that the burn pit has been able to operate without significant engineering controls being put into place. Support the troops, won't you? Will you support those troops? What's wrong with you? Ladies and gentlemen, there's so much talk. I think it was Newt Gingrich who popped big, uh, going back to language for a moment, who popularized uh, a term that had been sort of wandering around in the uh, back alleys of history departments. The term is American exceptionalism. Sarah Palin picked it up and has dropped it now. Uh, but it's been bandied about a lot. This week, uh, the leader of the opposition, the Labor Party, which is the opposition party in Britain right now, gave a speech. You know, there's a lot of talk about whether the, whether Scotland is going to secede. Hey, Rick Perry, from um, the United Kingdom. And so the leader of the British Labor Party gave a speech about Britishness and all of that. But along the way, he mentioned some facts about his own identity and he was later questioned about them by an interviewer from the BBC. Ed Miliband, people will understand it's not possible for a party leader to write every speech he or she makes but this is a particularly personal speech all about personal identity, your constituency, your hobbies, your personal background. Did you write it? I, I did write it. I, that makes me guilty I guess. Near the start of it, you talk about your own life story and identity, and you say, I'm a Londoner by birth, Jewish, but not religious. And you speak quite a bit in the speech about your Jewish heritage, as you have done occasionally in the past. I'm interested, though, since you raise it, about that Jewish, but not religious uh, section. Could you tell me about your religious beliefs? I'm an atheist, and I've said that um, before, but my Jewish heritage is incredibly important to me. It's important to me, you know, my two parents in different ways, Holocaust survivors, my dad coming here as a refugee in 1940, my mum after the Second World War. So by history, it's important to me. I obviously am Jewish from two Jewish parents. You know, uh, my grandmother made me chicken soup and matzo balls, a very Jewish uh, dish. I visited her when she lived in uh, Israel. I like Woody Allen. But in terms of religious faith, uh, is it something you tried and then lost? You tried and found religion wanting? Tell me about that journey. I suppose I've always, my, my parents weren't religious, um, so that obviously has a big influence, I think, on how we're brought up. I'm quite a sort of rational person, and I'm not saying that you don't need to be rational to be religious, but it requires a certain sensibility and a certain set of beliefs, and I suppose that takes me in a different direction. Mm. But I have huge respect for people who are religious of all kinds of faiths. Yeah, so, okay. okay. He, he acknowledged, he, he, he caught his little thing about rational, 
And he, he no, loves all people, religious people of all faiths. But ladies and gentlemen, cast your, cast your mind over to the, this question. When have you ever heard or when do you ever expect to hear the leader of one of the two major parties in the United States say, yeah, I'm Jewish and I'm an atheist? British exceptionalism. Uh, the music on today's broadcast, uh, the selections are all favorites of uh, my father-in-law, Handel Owen, and this program is therefore dedicated to him. Hello, welcome to the show. Oh, he's got a fine frame. I wonder what could be his name. He looks good to me, and all I can see is his fine brain. From London, England, I'm Harry Shearer, welcoming you to this edition of the show, and now...